ambitious and a life of choice. The Accelerators, because success loves speed. And now we come to the interview of the month, and I'm delighted to bring you the interview I did with Cappy Pidwell. I first got to know Cappy when she appeared on the programme I was creating about personal wealth. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Cappy is a well-known speaker, sales trainer, coach and consultant. Her unique and practical views come from her extensive study in human behaviour and sales. Her background in corporate sales, real estate and the personal growth industry has given her the training, education and life experience to work and connect with people on every level, empowering them to extraordinary results both personally and professionally. She has helped thousands of salespeople reach their highest potential. Cappy is a master of NLP, an author and creator of a powerful coaching and CD program. Her latest program is called Mental Money Mastery. It explores one's relationship to money and wealth at the conscious and subconscious levels of the mind. And as Cappy says, it's interesting to me that people talk, think and feel certain ways about money and then expect to have or get a lot of it when they say things like, I'm broke, I don't have the money, there's not enough, etc. I asked my clients, if you spoke about your child or spouse like that, would the relationship flourish and be abundant? Her Mental Money Mastery program helps people identify their common complaints and core limiting beliefs about wealth and money, and then helps them release those limiting beliefs and establish new, rich ones. I know you'll be fascinated by what she has to say, so let's go to the interview now. Well, hi, Cappy. Welcome to the Achiever's Edge, and thanks very much indeed for sparing this time to be with me today. How's life with you? Absolutely wonderful. Thank you for having me, Peter. I'm delighted. I'd like to, if I may, go back in time for a bit and ask you about your history and how you've come to the point where you are now, where you're obviously helping many people with their money challenges and helping people get their mindset absolutely right and their beliefs. So where did this all start, Cappy? Well, over 15 years ago, Peter, I got TMJ in my jaw. And I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, but it's a stress-related symptom where I got lockjaw. And typically when you have that, it kind of comes and goes, and people mostly live with it. But I got it one day, and my jaw locked closed, and I could not open my mouth for five days. It was excruciatingly painful, and I was in sales, and of course had to communicate and talk to people and was unable to do so because of the, you know, the symptom. And so... Somebody suggested back many years ago that I go do a visualization cycle. Well, I was in the real estate industry at the time and sold real estate, and I thought it was pretty out there and pretty weird, and so I went to the dentist and the orthopedic surgeon, and they wanted to break my jaw and build me a mouthpiece and pretty much do a lot of extensive work. And one lady told me one day, she said, you know, Cappy, you really should go try this visualization technique. So I I got the phone number, and I went and saw this woman, and she did an actual hypnosis session on me. But, of course, at the time, that whole word freaked me out and the whole idea of it. So she just called it visualization, and I laid down in the chair, and she talked to me for about 45 minutes, and she told me to open my eyes and open my mouth. And... I did, and I've never had it since, and yeah, it really, really fascinated me, and when I was driving home that night, I thought to myself, and you have to remember, this was before the secret, the law of attraction, and everybody was talking about this stuff. Of course, it was present, and it has been for many, many years, but my understanding of it was new to me at that time, and you know, I was driving home that night, and I pulled over to the side of the road, and I just started crying, and I thought, wow, what am I thinking and saying and doing to myself for my body to react this way because it went away so quickly when she started saying other things to my body and to me and it kind of got me on my search. I started studying under her. A few years later I became a master hypnotherapist and 
continued on and um, became a master of neurolinguistic programming. And really what it did for me as a result of studying is it started to rapidly increase my business, which wasn't really what I was even focusing on at the time. I was really focusing on myself and my thoughts and how I talked to myself and how I felt about myself. And all these other realtors and people in the business started coming to me and going, what are you doing? What are you doing? And at the time, I was really embarrassed and, and didn't want to tell people, so I didn't tell a lot of people because I didn't want people to think I was weird. <laughs> so that's kind of happened to me, I guess you could say. It was, certainly wasn't something I went out to say, oh, I'm going to go be a speaker and help people with all this. It was really a, it's kind of unfolded me as a result of my own journey. So when you became successful as a realtor, then you started showing other realtors and salespeople within the real estate industry just how they could be more successful as well, didn't you? So how did that work for you? Well, what happened was when I was a realtor, I had just gotten out of real estate and became a title rep at the time because I went through a divorce and had to make some lifestyle changes. So what I did is when I got into title, I started going into real estate offices and teaching them stress reduction because I knew the stress, I knew what it had done to, you know, my mouth and my life, if you will, and and the ups and downs, making a ton of money and then not making a lot of money, which was my personal experience in that business. When I was doing really well, I did really well, and when I wasn't and the market shifted, you know, it impacted me. And of course, I was in real estate back in the late 80s, early 90s, so it was definitely something I experienced. So I started as a title rep teaching these realtor stress reduction courses. And what I would do is go into the office and start speaking. I had really no professional speaking skills and was scared to get up in front of two people, quite frankly. But I just really started sharing information and knowledge and it just took off. I mean, people started an office, you know, this office started calling me and I ended up leaving the title business and opening up my own private practice, which I had for over 10 years, I would say 90% of my business was real estate related. And when you say that you taught them stress relieving, if you like, what were you actually saying to them, Cappy? How were you doing that for them? Well, what I would do is I would go into the, which is, you know, I, I speak all over today on the very same thing I've been teaching for years, is I educate people on the difference between their conscious and their unconscious. You know, we hear a lot about those words. But most people really don't have an understanding, you know, that their subconscious mind is 90% of them. It breathes their body, it blinks their eyes, and we know about it, but most people don't experience or know how to access it, if you will. So I really feel more like an educator where I can go into a company or wherever I'm speaking, show them visually and explain to them the differences between the conscious logical mind, which speaks to us at up to 500 words a minute. So if people are selling and their client is having their internal conversation at 500 words a minute and the salesperson is having their conversation, or all of us really, I'm just using that as an example, you know, 500 words a minute, that little voice is constantly going. And most people, they really don't understand the dynamics of how do I get out of the conscious realm, go into the subconscious, really focus on empowering myself with different words and thoughts and energies, and then be able to go back into the conscious realm and think and feel differently about a situation. So when I say I would go in, I would literally give them an educational piece for about 15 or 20 minutes and then bring them through a session into the subconscious, have them experience it for themselves, and then bring them back up into natural state and then have them personally experience it for themselves because it's one thing to talk about it it's a completely different 
thing to actually do it. <laughs> if I was one of those audience members, or if I was in a stressed position myself and you were helping me, how would you get me in touch with my subconscious mind? What would you be saying to me, Cappy? Well, the first thing that I think is really important in this, because I had a private practice for so many years, people would come in and say, I don't know if I can relax, my mind doesn't work like that, and there you know, be a lot of concerns. So what I have found in working with thousands of people, Peter, is when people have a clear understanding of how the mind works and they're clear on what the process is, they're extremely receptive. If they don't understand it and they're not clear, and I were to just say, okay, Peter, sit down. I mean, obviously you're a very evolved person and you understand what I'm saying, but a lot of average people who are very, very stressed, they don't get our conversation, if you will. They don't have a deeper understanding to this. So it really is important, I have found, to really get people comfortable, number one, with me, and then I can start saying things, you know, have them close their eyes, have them take a deep breath, and then obviously through my voice, I bring them into a very relaxed state. It can take me, you know, as easy as five minutes just to start speaking to somebody in a very loving tonality and bring them into a space and place where I can watch them or I do it on the phone now, I do sessions on the phone, I can listen to their breathing. It's an energetic thing, you just kind of know. And then speak to their subconscious mind about reacting better, different, having love expand through their cells and the feelings associated with that. So we can say something, but I think when people are so receptive and they're so relaxed and that inner energy is just buzzing and they're just people tell me all the time, Cappy, I just felt something happening. So not only are they getting the words, they're having that internal experience. It's such a heightened state of mind that it becomes supercharged, if you will, or extremely effective for them on a day-to-day basis to go into that state and teach themselves how to, which that's what my goal is, is to teach people. I laugh and I tell people, I can only teach you what I know, and there's a lot of other, I learn from everybody and I love to learn, but it really is something that you need to practice on a daily basis and have the tools to empower yourself to be able to do that for yourself all the time, not just a once in a while thing. It's a practice, definitely. And when you think about how most of us have been wired, I mean, many people that I've talked to have been wired, you hear things like, don't spill the milk, don't drink and drive, don't fall down. You know, we've been hardwired for years to focus and think about the things we don't want. And then we're told, oh, just focus on what you want. And people are running around going, well, you know, how do I do that? You know, really understanding ourselves at a deeper level and rewiring our thought process and our language. It's powerful stuff. It is powerful stuff. So moving on in your life then, you've obviously moved now more into the idea of how you can show people to easily change their core beliefs and thoughts about money because you now are into this mental money mastery. So are you using effectively the same stuff or how does this differ from what you were doing when you were dealing with the realtors? Oh, that's a great question. So part of the process that I dealt with in helping realtors, I created a program called the Seven Inner Strategies successful selling and it was a seven-week coaching program with seven CDs around specifically selling real estate. So each week we would talk about different things. One of the components in the real estate program that I taught was increasing your wealth consciousness. And what was funny when we would get to that point in the coaching program and people would get to that actual CD because how I designed my program is it would be a conscious call with me where I would walk people through the workbook, help them identify their current beliefs and then they'd get a corresponding CD, and then they'd listen to that subconscious CD for the entire week. So they were getting conscious coaching, and then they were diving into their subconscious 
So it was a very powerful dual dynamic. We were dealing with both ends of the spectrum, again, creating that alignment within them. It was very, very powerful. So one of the components and segments of that program was on expanding our wealth consciousness, like I said. And what I found in that was I used to laugh and tell my clients when we were going through that process that I could teach seven weeks of wealth consciousness because there's so much that we attach to money. There is so many beliefs. Um, If you've had limiting beliefs in that realm of your life, which I personally grew up with extremely limiting beliefs, so I can speak from my own personal knowledge. So it was definitely something that people in my program, when they got done with the seven weeks, they would always go back to that CD and they would call me or email me and say, gosh, I just love that. And so what I saw happening is the economy here in California started to shift very dramatically. It started impacting not only my business, but many people in the real estate industry, and that was my market. I was 100% of what I did. So when I saw that shift starting to take place, it's been about a year and a half now, I thought things are shifting here. People weren't spending as much money on coaching and those types of things because, you know, a lot of them weren't closing any more sales. So I definitely had to readjust myself and what I was doing. So I decided to create the Mental Money Mastery because there was a lot of fear and concern, you know, with the stock market and people were losing jobs and, you know, still are today. Of course. So I noticed there's a huge need right now for people to really create a sense of peace inside of what circumstantially has been very, very stressful for a lot of people. Indeed, and it was great that you saw that coming early enough that you were able to make the change because a lot of people hung on far too long, as I'm sure you've seen. What do you find, Cappy, with all the experience that you've got with talking to people about what we'll call, if you like, money mastery, wealth mastery, mental money mastery? What do you find are some of the key negative programs they've been bringing forward from their childhood, perhaps from parents, from teachers, from peer groups? What are the key ones that they're holding people back? I think the key source of most of it is the belief that there isn't enough Um, There's not enough, you know, we don't have the money, there's not enough money, and it's fascinating because what goes along with not enough, and I talk about this a lot, is people that have a lack consciousness around worrying about where they're going to get the money or if they have it, are they going to lose it? There's a lot of fear associated to it, and what's fascinating to me in learning and studying and researching all this is typically... People that have that conversation around wealth have a very, very similar conversation in and about love. And they're very closely related. So it's really fascinating when I work with people around their money beliefs, I have found the association is a feeling of most people that don't have money feel extremely lonely. They feel unloved and they feel like there just isn't enough of anything. They're exhausted, they're tired, they're very similar feelings in, threaded throughout the thousands of people I've talked to. And it's funny because sometimes people will say, well, you know, I've got the money in it, but then they have other fears like it's going to go away or they're going to lose it. And then if I get into some of their relationship issues, it's a very similar thing. You know, I'm worried my husband's going to cheat. Or It's fascinating, actually. The mind is just absolutely fascinating. So I would definitely say the one thing, the key thing that I have found is people are coming from a sense of, you know, there's either not enough or, again, closely associated to I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, young enough, old enough, whatever the enoughness is. But that's the primary one that I have found. Let me take us in a different direction, if I may. 
All successful people, Cappy, as you know, are great communicators. They've found their own way of doing it. And you're obviously communicating your message very effectively, both face-to-face. You mentioned earlier on the telephone as well. And you've obviously done it through your various audio programs. And I've seen you on a TV program as well. What do you see as being, let's say, the top three attributes, traits, skills of great communicators? I think that, and again, I can only speak from my personal experience. I think the top three things, definitely the first one I would have to say is a certainty, a level of confidence in I can get up and speak about what I know because I'm very certain about it. I've applied it to my life. It's changed my life. It's changed thousands of people's lives. When I was, say, in real estate, I wasn't as certain uh, about what I was doing, obviously, when I didn't have the knowledge. When I was new in the business, you know, I kind of stumbled around like most people. But I think anybody, when they have a passion for something and they get to know the content, their certainty and their confidence appears. I think that that makes communication skills, you know, a lot easier to influence and communicate that to people. I would say the second thing in being an effective communicator is really just learning how to step out of yourself and into another person's experience. I think for me, being in my private practice and listening to people all day one-on-one, I learned how to listen very, very effectively and step into that person's experience without it personally affecting me and really being able to stay detached from their emotional energy or their emotional experience and just having compassion and being able to hear and then speak to that. I think that's a very powerful tool to understand people and instead of trying to always seek to be understood and trying to get your point across, you know, sit back and understand what other people are trying to communicate. Thirdly, I would have to say just really for everyone and anyone out there, finding what you love. When you have and do and be (laughs) what you love, it's very simple to share it. And that's how I see, even when I speak, people introduce me sometimes, they say, oh, she's a motivational speaker. And I get up and I say, I'm really not. I'm a person just like you that learned a skill that changed my life, and I want to share that with everybody. And I really have learned to talk with people, not at people. So those are the three things for me that have really helped me be effective in helping people help themselves, really. Thinking back on your life, there's obviously been times when you've failed or things haven't gone as you wanted without disclosing anything personal. If you've had a situation like that, how did you get through it? Well, I've had many situations. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh and tell people I think I've failed my way to success, really. Nice line. Yeah, it's really true. I think the hard challenges, and certainly, you know, my recent shift from the real estate and what I knew to changing my business model and, you know, changing things has been a very big shift. And I think when you know that things always change, we're always changing, we're always growing, I don't really expect things to stay the same. So sometimes when I don't see the opportunity and, you know, I'm stressed or things don't work the way I think they should, I've really learned to trust the process. And what I mean by that is I don't force anything anymore. I really allow things to unfold because I know there is always a higher purpose in what I'm doing. And in the times where I'm maybe feeling afraid or unsure, again, my own personal journey has been one of a very spiritual one that has allowed me to connect very, very much to God or the universe or whatever you want to call it. Really trusting myself as well, trusting that relationship and trusting myself has gotten me through many, many, many difficult times because I've definitely 
I've had a lot, a lot, a lot of challenges personally and professionally in my life. I certainly wouldn't say it's been an easy journey. Nobody's done it for me. It's been me growing and believing in myself and trusting that process and trusting myself. Kathy, we're coming pretty close to the end now. I've got a final question I've asked all the guests I've had on The Achiever's Edge, and there's been a lot of them, and it's this one. See if you can come up with something really different for me, if you will. If you had one piece of advice you had to give somebody, which you knew would help them to be more successful, regardless of what their personal definition of success was, and it wasn't something we've already talked about so far today, what would it be? I would have to say for them to really focus on their relationship with themselves. And what I mean by that is I think we spend so much time and money on the outer stuff. And I don't mean just, you know, going and meditating and connecting. Really... Really building a relationship. One of the things I talk about in the money program, I just want to say this really quick, is we have a relationship to money, and most people speak about it very harshly. You know, they say, like, I'm broke, or I don't have it, or whatever they speak. And that relationship should really be one spoken of abundance. And I feel the same way about us personally. If you stand in front of the mirror and you say, oh, gosh, I'm getting fat, or I look old, or I have wrinkles, or those kind of little critical comments to yourself, I really think one should stand in front of the mirror every day and learn to absolutely adore who they are and who they aren't, and just really, really embrace themselves for all the wisdom and knowledge and riches within them, because we all have tremendous value, tremendous things to contribute that are just waiting, the world waiting to hear and learn from us. And that is really a relationship that I think doesn't get enough attention. And really, I would say, to create phenomenal success is really to learn how to build that incredible relationship with yourself. Because then you can go do anything and master anything. <laughs> now, if somebody wants to get hold of Cappy Pidwell, where do they go? They can go to my website, which is www.cappy. I'll spell that. It's C-A-P-P-I, P as in powerful, P as in powerful, I, Cappy. And my last name is Pidwell. P-I-D-W-E-L-L.com, So www. what can I say? I really enjoyed this and the time has flown on by. Thank you for sharing some great ideas. I wish you success with mental money mastery and the other things you do in life. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. If you've enjoyed our session today, why not head over to our website where we have loads of resources on product creation, on sales, on marketing, and of course, on personal success. That's at theaccelerators.club.com. I'll see you there.